This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. We're our, we are in a relationship series this month. How many people have been getting some things out of this relationship series? Amen. And, you know, I, you know, I think about this and, you know, it's really all about relationships, isn't it? And it's about our relationship with God, first and foremost. You know, you know, the Bible says, actually, there's going to be many that's going to going to be standing before the throne room of God. And um, they're going to be standing there and they're going to be believing that they're going to be getting into heaven. You know, there's a lot of people believe that they're going to get into heaven and they're not going to make it to heaven. And one of the reasons why is because they don't have a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. They have a, they can work. They do have a works relationship. In other words, they felt that their good works was enough to get them into heaven. But it's not based on works. Our, our, our salvation is based on God's grace. That's good, isn't it? Because it's His grace that gets us in. In in other words, it's Jesus' good works, and we accept Jesus because He did all the good works, because we can't do enough good works, and that gives us a relationship with God. Really, when we see Christ, Jesus in our hearts, it opens the door for a a fellowship relationship with God. And, And so that's what God wants us to have, is a onward fellowship with Him, but not just on Sunday mornings, He's an everyday God. I'm going to say that again. God is an everyday God. And we we sometimes compartmentalize God in one hour on Sunday morning, but he needs to be an everyday God for us. Amen. Amen. Isn't that good? And uh, I'm telling you, the more mature you become in God, the more you realize you need him. (laughs) The less mature you are, the less you think you need God. But you need him. <laughs> you may not think some of you may think, I don't need him that much. You need him. Amen. Things may not be going too bad right now. You may be going all right, but you still need him. Amen. Amen. And praise God. That's why sometimes when we go through issues and situations and problems in our life, hopefully it should draw us onto our knees, draw us to our knees into a deeper relationship with him. So don't curse the problem. Amen. That problem might be pushing you into the arms of your loving Savior, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so the enemy is trying to get us away from God. But if we respond right, we'll move closer to God. Amen. Amen. Bible says, draw near to God and he will what? Run from you. If you draw near to God, he won't run from you, will he? What will he do? He will draw near to you. Amen. Amen. Why would he do that? Because he loves you with an everlasting love. Do you believe that today? Say, my God loves me with an everlasting love. Amen. Praise God. You know, I was talking to my daughter. I'm trying to get into this message, but I'm trying to. Get you guys softened up, you know, <laughs> get you to know a little bit about me. But I was with my daughter last night and we were talking and we talk about I tell her how much I love her. I say, I love you. And she and she would say, how much do you love me, daddy? I say, I love you this much. Amen. And then she would say, uh, then we would, she said, I love you a million times more than you love me. And then I would say, I love you infinity. You know, you can't beat infinity. And so she, she got me last night. She said, I love you infinity. And I said, I love you e- eternally. And she said, what? I said, I love you eternally. And she said, what does that mean? That means that my love never stops. Glory to God. And in other words, God's love for us never stops. Amen. He loves us eternally. Amen. Do you believe that today? Amen. 
But he loves us not to keep us where we're at, but to get us to that next place that he wants us to be. In, in other words, we're all being conformed to his image. Amen? Glory to God. Some of us look a little bit more like Jesus than others, but we're all getting there. <laughs> Amen. So we're in a relationship series. Amen. I know you're saying get to the point here. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about great relationships. And, you know, there was a, a question at the very beginning of our relationship series. Is great relationships possible? That was the question. Is great relationships possible? And just, you know, if you're married right now, you're with your spouse, just keep looking ahead, amen? Are great relationships possible? And really, if you're going to go the world's way, no, they're not. Great relationships really aren't that possible if you go the world's way. But they are possible if you go God's way. Amen. And so God is the designer of relationships, amen? amen? So if we go God's way, they're quite possible, but if we go the world's way and do the world's you know, way of doing things, then they're impossible. Amen? Amen. And, you know, I talked about that, about the lady at the well that was married, what, five times and met Jesus at the well. You may not know the story, but there was a, G, there was a lady at the well that, uh, that met Jesus at the well. And she, um, and it, you know, it's kind of ironic, at the well, you know, and she had a need in her life. And, and relationships with the five men that she was with, her, her husbands, didn't work. And then she was with a guy that she was living with. And, you know, you know, she didn't even consider that a relationship. Amen. And Jesus didn't consider that a relationship because he said that, you know, five you had were your husband. But that one that you're living with um, isn't your husband, which shows you that God is big in He's big in marriage and he's big in covenant. Amen. Amen. God is a covenant God. And so great relationships are possible. Thus, the title of this sermon series from this day forward. And you normally hear that. How many married people do we have in here? Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Glory to God. And normally that's in your vows, you know, in sickness and health, you know. Uh, to death do, do we part from this day forward. I think it's something like that. And, uh, and so that's a good message here. And we're looking at Lamentations chapter 3, verses 20 through 23, sort of as a scripture that we can go with. And this is talking about, this is a, a prophet of God that wrote this. And um, it's really talking about Israel, that they kind of left their first love. And, and they were in captivity. But it says here, and, and I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me, yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Another translation says, God's mercies are renewed every morning. In other words, yes, we may have messed up in our relationships. We may have had, we may have, any, anybody ever done anything dumb in your relationship? Yes. I'm glad we got some honest people here. The rest of you I'll call up at the end for liars, amen? But we've all done, you know, we're, we're all this close to being stupid. <laughs> we're all this close to stupid, amen? In other words, we're, we're a step into that. And hopefully through the sermon series, you won't be doing as much stupid as you have been. Amen. And um, so here, this guy in that wrote Lamentations, which is he's lamenting. Um, he say, man, it's a bad deal. But even though you might feel like you're in a bad deal. Amen. Um, have you guys ever seen that commercial? Anybody watch TV in here or am I in the holiness crowd today? 
Uh, you ever see that commercial? The guy wakes up next to this woman, and it's like he didn't know the woman, and he just looks at her, and she just didn't look really that good in the morning, and so he runs out like he was like it was like a one night stand. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And he runs down, and he's all you know because the woman looked terrible, and he sees a picture of his wedding picture, and it's the same woman up in the bed, and he goes, oh. <laughs> Have you ever seen that commercial? Maybe I should show it. So, some of us feel like that in our marriage right now. Some of us are, why did I get married? You know? And like I said before, some of us that are married, want, they, you know, we're, we kind of want to be single. Some of us singles. We got, how many singles do we have in here? Raise your hand. And some of you want to be married, don't you? Some of you say, no, I don't want to be married. I've been, I've been through that. I've been through that minefield, right? But, you know, you can have heaven on earth. I like what it says in Philippians. I like what, what Paul said. And, and Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Paul did a lot of bad things in his past. The Apostle Paul, you know, he persecuted Christians. He had them thrown in jail. He was there this, with the stoning of Stephen, the first martyr of the church. Paul did some bad things. But, but Paul said uh, in Philippians 3, verse 12 and 14, Not that I have already attained or am I already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brother, I do not count myself as apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things that are ahead, I press towards the goal, the prize of the upward God, call of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, what he was saying was that he hadn't attained or he hadn't arrived, even though God was using him in a mighty way. Even actually, he was using the Apostle Paul more than some of the other apostles that walked with Jesus in the flesh. And so, but he was saying, I haven't attained. I'm going to say this, in marriage or in your relationships, you never just arrive. You're never going to get to a point where it's utopia. You know, it's never going to get to the point where it's going to be perfect. In other words, you're going to have to continue to work on it. Amen. You're going to have to work on it continually. And so we have to continue to press in to a better relationship. All the ladies say amen on that. I mean, us men are fine if we're, if we're making six figures and we're working a job and they love us at the job, right? But really, relationships are the key, amen? And so there's five commitments, and really, Greg Crochelle wrote a book on marriage, and he's a pastor. And, uh, and he wrote this book, and, and he talked about five commitments that, that will help you in your marriage. And I really believe these five commitments you can make even as a single person, and it will help you developing your relationships with other people and possibly prepare you for marriage down the road. And, and, and the first week we talked about that the, the number one key to... Um, uh, I guess divorce proofing your, your marriage to having a successful marriage is, to, especially as a Christian, is to what is that first key? Seek God. Somebody say, Seek God. Seek God. Amen. And so it's on the front of your bulletin. There's a little, some icons on the front of your bulletin so you can see, Seek God. It's like an arrow of two. Okay. But anyway, so we want to seek God. Amen. And that's the Matthew 6.33 principle. Uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So, you know, if, if, you, if you're married today, 
uh, we talked about that, that, that you want to seek God with your spouse. Amen? I mean, don't, you know, religion, some people want to make religion a private thing, but religion really is a public thing. Jesus was crucified in public. Jesus did all his miracles in public. Your Christianity is not just private, it's public. Amen. Amen. And so we talked about some keys, and one of the keys is that, that if you can develop a habit of praying with your spouse, try to start, even if you have to start off praying over the, the dinner, Lord, you know, bless this meat so I can eat. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever you want, however you want to pray, amen? But, but start getting into, and, and prayer is intimate. And when you start praying with your spouse, and you start praying that God blesses your spouse, I pray with my children in the morning before they go to school. And there, there's, a, there's an intimacy and a bonding in prayer. So get that, and maybe even, uh, you know, one of the other keys is to try to maybe get into the Word or talk about the Word together. And, and another key is to attend church together, amen? Because it, it, it's good to attend church together. At least, you know, if you, if you hate each other in the house, at least you can act like you love each other in church, all right? Yeah. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying today? You can be arguing, fussing, and fighting. I'm going to kill you. Hey, pastor. <laughs> oh, we love each other. Yeah. So, amen. And so, faith, I want to say this. Faith is an act. You have to act like you're in love with God. You have to act like you love God's word. Faith is just an act. I said this before, but Smith Wigglesworth, one of the greatest apostles uh, in the 19th century, he, what, what, he was one of the greatest apostles. They say he raised over 21 people from the dead. He preached one sermon that, that faith is an act. He must have said that over and over again 20, 30 times. Faith is an act. Faith is an act. And so you, the more you act like you love your spouse, the more you're going to start loving your spouse. Is this helping somebody today? Amen. So anyway, so we're just recapping on some of this stuff. Uh, Last week we talked about, I think it was last week, we talked about fighting fair. Amen. And we talked about that, you know, we're all going to get in arguments in a relationship, but we're not going to always see eye to eye. Amen. I mean, you're you know, you're going to see things differently. There's a reason why your spouse might be your opposite. Amen. Because they compliment you. you your, your spouse may come. If you married yourself, you'd kill yourself. Amen. <laughs> you'd kill yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I mean, there's got to be one talker in the, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, marriage and one listener. Amen. If both of you are talking, man, it's going to be terrible, man. Nobody's going to be hearing anybody. Amen. I'm a talker. Yin's a listener. Amen. So I like to talk. Glory to God. She likes to listen. Every once in a while, I find out she doesn't listen all the time to me. But <laughs> well, you just, okay, I'm a preacher. So preachers talk. Amen. <laughs> Can we have fun today? I'm trying to get through this. Okay. So we want to fight fair. <laughs> we looked at James. James is a great book in reading. Uh, I, I want to recommend if you, if you argue a lot, read the book of James. It will help you. I'm, talk, I'm saying the whole book. Read the whole book of James and study it out. Amen. But one of the parts in James, James 1, 19 and 20, I think it's essential scripture for us that argue. And it says, says so then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear slow to speak and slow to wrath 
For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. So we need to, you know, we need to be quick to hear. You know, we, in other words, we need to be, another translation, to understand. We, we need to have some empathy. Amen. <laughs> that means that we need to put our, our feet in somebody else's shoes. Amen. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we need to be quick to hear, you know, on, you know, slow to speak and slow to wrath. And, and I think sometimes we just fly off the handle way too quick and we, we, we judge things way too quickly. And, uh, and we just need to allow, you know, you know, God's grace to come into a situation. You know, if you get upset, guys or ladies, maybe you just need to, if you can, possible, get in your car and just, just drive. Not to Mexico, but, you know, uh, but, but drive and, and get some worship music on. Start praying it out. Get God to give you a perspective of what's going on and then, then re-engage. Amen. And so we want to say fight fair. And, and that means that we don't want to be calling names and we don't want to be using I'm going to, the divorce card. Like, I'm going to divorce you. Keep this up one more time. We, we, no, no, we, we don't want to be. We want to fight fair. We want to fight not to win, but we want to to, to fight for for unity. Amen. We want to fight for restoration, not restitution. Amen. And then uh, uh, today uh, we're talking about staying pure. Amen. And it's hard to stay pure in a dirty world. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it, it can get dirty out there, can it? Amen. And God wants us staying pure, especially as Christians. And, uh, you know, the world is always pulling on us and trying to get us, you know, as Christians, you know, do you know you're a called out one? That means you're called out of some, you're called out of the world. You're not supposed to be of the world. You're called out of the world. What? We're, we're called out to be something different. Amen. 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 We're called out. We're called out ones. Amen. You're a new creation in Christ. Hallelujah. Old things are passed away and all things become new. So we want to stay pure in our walk. And, uh, and, this, and the, the, the lead scripture here is in Hebrews 13 verse 4. Hebrews 13, verse 4. And it says here uh, in Hebrews 13, verse 4, it says, uh, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Ooh, man. Pastor, did you have to bring that up? I mean, it was so good until you got that scripture out. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, God, God is a covenant God, Amen. which means that God has made a covenant with us. And he did it with Abraham through the sacrifice of, of, of an animal, you know, but but uh, and, and we did it through the Levitical priesthood through sacrifices of animals. But the covenant that God made with us is through his son, Jesus. And Jesus shed his blood on Calvary for us. And so he's a covenant God. And we have to understand this, that, that, uh, that God has to judge fornicators and adulterers. And, you know, I believe that, you know, Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. And he's not just talking about single people. He is. Single people can, can be fornicators. Amen. Oh, pastor, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. That means you're having sex outside of marriage. Amen. Amen. So, so that means that, you know, that, that, listen, if you call yourself a Christian, now, if you're not a Christian, 
uh, you don't call yourself a Christian, you never receive Christ, well, you know, then, you know, you're not, you're, your Lord isn't Jesus. Amen. Your Lord's the other guy. And if your Lord's the other guy, I guess you can go fornicate. But my Lord is Jesus. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Can somebody say Lucifer? Satan? Amen. Right? Satan, right? Amen. So if you want to follow that guy, you can fornicate all day long. Amen? But if you're going to follow Jesus, you can't be fornicating. Amen? In other words, having sex outside of marriage. Amen. Is this helping anybody today? Well, and we're going to talk about that. Look at Thessalonians. It says, and, and you may say, well, why is that? Because God wants to protect you. It's not that he wants, not, he, he's not a killjoy. It's not that he wants to kill your joy, but he wants to protect your life. Amen. And, and, and in the right, in the right area, sex is the most beautiful thing in the world that God has given mankind. It is a gift to mankind, but we can corrupt the gift Amen. and we can cheapen the gift Amen. and we can make the gift of sex, you know, real low level. And that's the way the devil does it. But sex can be the most beautiful, intimate thing that God has ever given mankind. But, of course, the devil corrupts it, doesn't he? Amen. And so in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3 through 8. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8. And are you, are you turning there? I have my scriptures already set up, so I haven't even turned to the Bible. Amen. It says here, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion or lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such we also forewarn you and testify, for God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man. This is very powerful. I just noticed this today. If you reject this about sex outside of marriage, if you reject this ordinance or this, what God has said is not right, then we're not just rejected man. It says, but, God, but we reject God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. So to say, oh, I'm a, I'm a Christ follower, but you are in fornication and you're living a life that's not Christ-like, then, you know, you're rejecting God. Amen. It's quiet in this Methodist church this morning. Yeah. Isn't the Lord good? See, I had to get you, you know, get you excited at the very beginning. So, so I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to reject God Amen. as a single person. You know, you have to learn to, to, to you know... Uh, Maintain your bodies. Amen? Amen. And, you know, I say this quite often, but but we are owned twice over one by right of creation. God owns us by creation. Your, your body's on loan, Amen. which means that, that God loans you your body. But, you know, uh, one of these days, your body, if Jesus doesn't, if Jesus tarries, your body's going to be planted into the earth. Your spirit's going to go either to heaven or to hell depending on if you receive Christ or not. And so, but your body's on loan. Your body's not, if you're, you call yourself a Christian, you don't have authority over your body. Amen. Why? Because Jesus gave his body for us. Amen. 
He laid it down and his body was crucified for us. So we need to crucify those passions. Amen. And we we need to do that because, uh, you know, it's just that God is doing this. He wants to set this up so we so he can protect us. Amen. And he's not here to kill our joy. And even married people, you know, adultery is a bad thing. Married people. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jesus brought it to another level. He a lot of times we think, well, you know, I have I've never committed adultery. I'm like, yeah, but are you are you looking at pornography and uh, do you have your fantasy girlfriends? Because if you have your fantasy girlfriends, then, you know, uh, Jesus said you've already committed that deed in your heart. Amen. Amen. And, and you may not you may not get a sexual transmitted disease looking at pornography, but your computer might get one. <laughs> Amen. You know, in other words, you can open some malware, you know, that's designed to destroy your computer. But, you know, uh, pornography is designed to destroy your life. Amen. Amen. And it will destroy your life if you don't get a handle on it. And and here's a scripture. Listen, guys, it might be we're more susceptible to to stuff that we see because God motivated us by our eyes. Men, you're motivated by your eyesight. Women, you're motivated by what you hear. And, and so that's really how it is. I was preaching kiddingly on it. Anybody ever used to watch the Six Million Dollar Man? Amen. And they made him the bionic eyeball, right? <laughs> he could see anything. Remember the bionic woman? Yes. Remember the ear? Amen. It's kind of funny. You think about it. It's kind of ironic. Women, I mean, my wife can hear anything a mile away. She can hear three conversations going on at once. Us guys, we're just tunnel vision. Huh? We're walking to the mall, some pretty ladies walking, we, and our mouth drops open. Shut your mouth, son. You know. So, so men are tunnel vision, and the and the industry, the sexual indi- the industry, is all driven by sex. You're talking about the TV industry. Everything is driven by that, and that, that's how they make their money. Amen. And so, if you want to stay out of this, I want you to study Proverbs 5, 6, and 7, men. And women, you could, you could study that too. Because these are all the, uh, the verses in the Scripture. This is Solomon that wrote it. He was, uh, he was the wisest man in the world at that time. But he talked about the importance of not allowing uh, sexual sin to, to get a hold of us. Amen? And we need to make sure that. And, and um, in one of the uh, Scriptures in Proverbs... It says here in, in verse 5, 5 through 8, it says, it says uh, her feet go down to death, talking about adultery or fornication. Her steps, her steps lay hold of hell, lest you ponder her path of life. Her ways are unstable. You do not know them. Therefore, hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. Amen. So in other words, we don't want to get close to it. Amen. Amen. It will destroy you. Amen. And we've got to be very careful. All sin, and I'm not just talking about sexual sin, but all sin will destroy you. And, and how sin destroys you? Sin destroys you, first of all, it destroys your love for God. In other words, your, your, the idea of God loves you, it will destroy that intimacy that you have with God. It will also destroy your love for others. Sin can destroy your love for your family. 
And then sin eventually will destroy your love for yourself. Amen. Amen. In other words, you will start to loathe yourself. Remember, listen, remember Judas? He, he walked with Christ, but he had sin in his life. He didn't keep it checked. He, 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 he had a money problem. He stole it out of the treasury. And, and Jesus would keep preaching messages like, if your eye offends you, it'd be better off that you pull your eye out than allow, you know, that sin to drag you down to hell. Uh, if your hand, you know, offends you by stealing, you're better off cutting off your hand than allowing that, that sin to drag your soul to hell. Amen. Now, I don't believe that he was meaning that literally, or he would have some, you know, one eye cyclops people coming in next week, men, women. But he didn't mean that. But what he meant was that it was so serious. Sin can be so serious that it can pull you down into the lowest of the lowest pits. And it pulled Judas down to the pit so low that he killed himself. That the darkness just came all over him and he saw no way out and he hung himself. And if we don't get a hold of the sin that so easily besets us, and if we don't get a hold of this thing, I'm telling you, you'll get a hold of us and it will destroy us. And sin is serious. It put Jesus on the cross. And so we have to get serious about it and not take it lightly. Amen. Amen. We need to be so serious about it. It'd be like so serious. Listen, you wouldn't eat something with strychnine in it or with, with any poison. You wouldn't drink a, a poison, would you? And some of us are doing that every day. They say 70% of people are addicted to porn. Wow. That, well, young people, let me put it that way, young people under the age of 20. Seven, which means they look at it and they say they look at it once a week. That's bad. Say, say I'm not going to be in that class. Amen. And the devil's behind all this. Amen. Why? Why? Why is it so prevalent today? Because it's so easy to get. If you have a smartphone, you just one click away from dumb. One click away from stupid. Are you here? One, you go to Craigslist and you can pick up a hooker. So it's it, it, and it's the age of free porn. You can get all the free porn you want. You don't have to pay for it, but you will pay for it. Amen. Amen. Where's my youth in here? Are my youth in here today? But anyway, <laughs> amen. Uh, look at this. It says here in First Corinthians six. Did I just read that? I don't think I did. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. It says, flee sexual immorality. Flee. You know, the only thing, the Bible tells us to be bold as lions, right? But the only place where it says flee is sexual immorality. Flee. In other words, pull a Joseph. Run, Forrest, run. You know what I'm saying? Pull a Joseph. When, when, when Potiphar's wife was hitting on him, he took off and ran. Take up running, as I would always say. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. And do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen? Amen. 
So we're here. So we are the temple. Say, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we are bought with a price. Amen. And it says in Galatians. Now, listen, I want to say this, that we God has given us all passions. Amen. We have passion. There was a song written about passion. Rod Stewart. You know, and his old song. Some of you, I'm dating myself. Passion. Everybody has passion. But we just need to tunnel our passion in the right direction. Amen. We need to tunnel our passion for God and not, not for sin. We need to tunnel our passions for the right things and not for the wrong things. We need to just tunnel our passions in the right areas. And when we start moving and putting our passions in the right areas, then we, we, will, we, we won't be tempted in the wrong areas. Amen. And we need to get passionate about God. Amen? It says in Galatians 5.24, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. And Galatians 5.24, I like what it says in New Living Translation, Those who belong to Christ Jesus has nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. So I want to say this, passions need to have perimeters. That's what we need to do is we need to have perimeters on our passions. Amen. And I want you to say it doesn't take a lot of it doesn't take a lot. It just takes a little to to take you down. You know, I, I'm very careful in what I watch on TV. I'm very careful on, on the Internet and, 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 and being very careful because I'm telling you, it's a minefield out there. Amen, yes. hey, I'm, I clicked one time. I clicked one time. It was just this year. I clicked one time on a Twitter feed. It was emailed to me and, and it had, had pornography on it. Twitter feed. You got to be careful who's sending you Twitters. Amen. I mean, it was like, I was like, my God, you got that off. And I confessed to my wife Amen. about a baby. It wasn't my fault. I just, oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? Amen. You need to confess those things. Amen. Even though it wasn't, you're just, it, it's a good practice. Why? Because God wants us to be pure. Amen. In other words, he, he wants, he wants us, listen, the, 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 the highest greatest level of faith, I, I, I say it's peace. When you walk in peace, that's going to be your highest level of faith. And faith pleases God. But to walk in peace, you have to walk in innocence. Amen. And when you're walking in a high level of innocence, you're going to walk in a high level of faith. And we got to be innocent. And you can be innocent. Maybe you haven't been innocent up to this point, but you can get innocent. Like that one song, I am an innocent man. We're innocent because of the blood of Jesus, but we got to walk an innocent life. Amen. Amen. We have to walk in purity. We have to set some, 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 some parameters. I want to give you four key points. I have to shut this down. Four key points. You need to make a commitment to go at God's standard and not the world's standards. The world will tell you to do it. It's okay. You know, I mean, you got girls walking around with t-shirts that says, you know, porn star on it. Have you ever seen that? I've seen that one time. Porn star. And I'm like, what, what is that girl? Did they know that most of these porn stars have STDs? Do a study. You'll find it out. What's that? It's sexual transmitted disease. Herpes. And you, and you want to be a porn star? 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? They don't know what they're talking about because they want to, they want, they want to have all the glitz and the glamour. Amen? And so... So God has a standard. Uh, I like Psalms 119.9 through 11. It says, How can a young person stay pure? By obeying the word. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commandments. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. This is a key. If you continue to put God's word in your mind, it will eventually get into your heart. And it will be very difficult for you to go the wrong way. And so what the problem is, the reason why we're going the wrong way is because we're not hiding the word of God in our heart enough. And it's not keeping us from going the wrong way. So what we need to do is we need to meditate on that word until it becomes more truth. The truth of God's word becomes more true than the lies of the devil that's trying to deceive us in this day and age. And so we got to get the word of God so true in us. And God's word is truth. It's not a truth. It's the truth. It's the standard. God will, when an enemy comes in like a flood, God will lift a standard up against him. And that's the word of God. And we got to stand with God. We got to stand with truth. We got to stand with his word or we'll fall for any lie. Don't go with this lie. Well, we can look at porn to spice up our sex life. Amen. You start comparing your sex life with, 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 the, with these porn stars that retake takes and they make it look perfect and everything like that. You guys are going to feel like apes when you're together. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? They make it look perfect on the silver screen. I didn't know I was going to say that today. But anyway, uh, number two, (laughs) we need to manage our mind. We need to manage what comes into our mind. We need to to manage our thoughts. We need to check them at the door. How do you do that? Well, when you continue to put the word of God, you continue to put that in you. And when a wrong thought comes in and you have enough of God's word that's in there, that God's word will eject the wrong thoughts. You have to cast down those imaginations that tries to come up and exalt itself against the knowledge of God. You've got to cast those things down. You oh, don't say I can't help what I think on. You can help what you think on. Amen. You start thinking the word of God. You start thinking, praise God. You, th- you think godly thoughts. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We can take his thoughts and think high thoughts. Amen. And so we need to manage our mind. We need to manage our media intake. We need to, we need to have maybe... Uh, uh, some, you know, uh, barriers, you know, where, where it's not easy for you to get on. Amen. Uh, get some, uh, what is it, um, filters. And you can filter this stuff out. Have some accountability, guys. If you're weak in this area, have some accountability. I'll help you out if you're in my church. Amen. And you're dealing with some issues in that area. You need accountability. You need software that will filter out this stuff. I think Covenant Eyes is a... .com, they're, they're a software that, that helps you filter out and will actually send a report to your wife. <laughs> 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 
Send a report to accountable partner. Amen. I, listen, as married people, you should be very open with your spouse. You, they should have your, your codes to get into your Facebook, your email, and everything else. It should be an open door policy. Amen. You, you should, oh, no, this is my email. This is my little. What are you trying to hide? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? If you're going to build trust in your relationship, you're going to have to allow your spouse, you have to be open to what you have, you know, with your emails, your your texting, everything else. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? This, if you're going to have a great marriage, this is if you have a great relationship. Amen. Amen. It says, uh, Job says it this way, uh, in Job 31, 1, it says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lust, uh, with lust at a young woman. Uh, in Psalms 101, it says, I will sing of steadfast love and kindness and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praise. I will behave wisely and follow the way of integrity. When will you come to me? I will walk in my house in integrity and with a blameless heart. I will set no worthless or wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the practice of those who fall away from the right path. It will not grasp hold of me. A, be- a perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not tolerate evil. Amen. You just can't tolerate it. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Amen. I'm telling you, you can't tolerate this. Amen. What you tolerate, it's going to end up defeating you. Amen. And so we need to, uh, we need to look at these things. We need to, we need to also magnify the consequences. We need to magnify the consequences of going the wrong way. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. In other words, when we are in sin, and it's not just sexual sin, any kind of sin, we're destroying our own soul. Amen. In other words, it's not going to bring the kingdom benefits, peace and joy. And then the fourth key is that we need to maintain proper relationships. Do not be deceived, 1 Corinthians 15.33. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Listen, if you're married and you have some of your party buddies and you're a Christian, then you need, you need to cut some of those relationships off. Hey Amen. You're, you're, you know, you got to cut some of these old relationships off. Some of these old flames. You know, you don't, you don't be, ladies, don't be talking to them on Facebook and all that. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Guys, don't be looking at the wrong things. Girls, don't be reading Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever. <laughs> it's only white. And listen, it's only white and black in, uh, in the kingdom of God. It's, it's only light and darkness. It's only good and evil. There's no in-between. Amen. You're either right or wrong. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to step on. I'm going to take that line and I'm going to make sure that I'm really right with God. I'm going to pull it back. Listen, they, they have movies you can filter everything out of. Are you hear what I'm saying today? If I even watch a movie today, I'm going to look at what they have on it and, you know, and make sure they don't have anything that's going to cause me to fall. And you can filter movies today. Clear play streams movies and you can filter all the cussing, all, all that and that, you know, the, the nudity, the cussing and, and some graphic fight scenes. And then you got rid of 75% of the movie. But anyway, um, but you find out that actually it only cuts out out of a two hour movie. Those scenes are about five minutes in the entire movie. But it only takes a little seed. It takes a wrong seed that's planted in you that can grow up and destroy your life. And the devil works on small seeds. 
And we got to make sure that we're guarding ourselves. The Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. So if you don't get anything out of this, you need to learn to guard yourself because the enemy's trying to open our, our lives up to, to, the, to destruction and to deception. And, and, and he's trying to get us to a place where we end up you know, being in a pit that we can't even get out ourselves. So I want to encourage you. I'm telling you, you can be pure in this, in this life. You can stay pure by, by having you know, some controls, by, by ejecting the wrong thoughts, by, by, by having accountability, amen, by being open and honest with your spouse, amen. And you single guys out there, you get accountability partners. You have people that you can you can talk to. And I'm telling you, God will will help you. And when you set when you set your heart to do right, God will help you do right. And you will come out of those things. Some of you might be bound up in some of these areas. But I'm telling you, God is a God that can destroy the things they're trying to destroy you. Amen. He's the bondage breaker and he can break any bondage in your life today. So if you're watching today online, praise God, if you're here today in the auditorium and you know you need God, you need a turn from this day forward. That means that you're letting go of the past. You're starting, you're turning over a new leaf. You're going to start moving forward. And if that's you today and you're ready to move forward today, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you where you're at. Praise God. If there's anybody here, I see that hand. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And there might be some watching online, too. But with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, just say this after me if you're ready to move forward. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior and as my Lord. And from this day forward, I'm turning fully to you. And I'm turning my back on sin, Satan, and selfishness. And I thank you. Father, thank you for giving me the power to walk in victory in these areas. And thank you for blessing my relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.